Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application for our lives. With that in mind... I'm not dismissing hard times. I am dismissing ingratitude. I'm not dismissing serious issues. I'm dismissing making relief from symptoms being more important to you than God, being more important to you than actual worship. And here's the thing. As long as we're on the subject of being brutally honest, to be honest, You can find that kind of talk. You can find that kind of thinking at the bar with a bunch of people drunk with wine. How are Christians supposed to relate to one another? The Apostle Paul told us in Ephesians chapter 5 that we are to be submitting to one another in the fear of God. If you're wondering what that means, rest assured you're not the only one. However, understanding and living out what this means will transform every relationship in our lives, including our relationship with God himself. While the word submission has negative connotations in our culture, it does not in the Bible. In the Bible, it is tied closely to wisdom in our relationships at church and in the home, two places where relationships often fall apart. This is life-transforming teaching from the Apostle that will continue in the weeks to come. Here's Pastor Jim. We learn wisdom from the Word as the Word of God and the Spirit of God move together In tandem, in the life of a follower of Jesus, what happens? It spreads to the congregation. And by virtue of it spreading to the congregation, it spreads to the unbelieving people that are in our midst. By the way, if you're here tonight and you're not a Christian, thank you so much for coming. If you're listening online or on the radio, get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to you, love to get to know you. And so, and, and so the, it begins to spread to the congregation and to the unbelieving guests. And the result then here in Ephesians is what? A renewed sense of worship, a renewed type of relationships that we have with one another, and thanksgiving to the Lord. Now, you say... All right, that's fine, but isn't isn't that just like the band? In Exodus 31, they were building the the tabernacle, the porta tent, and it said that the guys who were building the place, they were building the tent, they were the construction guys. It said that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So you're here on Sunday, you're going, I'm just parking cars. Knock the just out of your mouth or I'll knock it out for you. Stop saying that. You are the guardians of the house of the Lord. You are protecting God's people so they get into God's house safely. You say, oh, I'm just, I'm just the people handing out the bulletins. No, you are not. Get that just out of your mouth. Most of them are ladies. I won't knock it out of your mouth. I'll, pleasant, I'll politely remove it. <laughs> okay? That's not what you are. 
You are welcoming people. You are the gatekeeper at the house of the Lord. You are welcoming people into the house of the Lord. You are saying to people, you just made this morning the best decision you could have possibly made in your life today. You walked in to God's house where you're gonna worship with God's people and God is gonna speak to his people. Good for you. We're so glad you're here. Is there any way we can help you? We wanna make you feel welcome. If you've never been here before, you, you are our guest. You, we, we are so thankful that you're here. This is so, we could go through every ministry. This is so important to church life. If the, if the people in the cafe didn't make all that free coffee and let you bring it in here with a lid, do you know how many people would be sleeping through my boring sermons? <laughs> I mean, this is so important to church life. Now, it's interesting. This is so interesting. And this is one of those things where, you know, I just say to the Lord, I, I, I really need more time on this stuff to think this stuff through. I, what, we're, what we're about to talk about now, I need, I need a day on. So come, up, come back tomorrow. So I need, I need a day on this to think this through because we're called to speak to one another. We get that. But we're also called to sing to one another. Did you ever think of that? So he's saying here, listen, when you're singing, you're not just singing to God. You're also singing to one another. In other words, our singing, in our singing, we are ministering to one another. There's a wonderful thing when you walk into a room and everybody is singing. Even the froggy voices like I have. You know, the voice only a father could love. It's a wonderful thing when you walk into that because we're ministering to one another. We are encouraging one another. We don't realize it's going on. And we are instructing one another as we are all singing. So do you realize what God is doing while that is all going on? He's filling us with his spirit. That's what he's doing. Once again, how do you do this from home? How do you do this from home? You can't. Although a lot of people wander around going, well, it's about me and my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you something here. It's not about that. It's not about that at all. It's about your relationship with God, your relationship with others, and everybody's relationship with God. So notice as we sing, our hearts should swell with thanksgiving, as he puts it, for all things to God the Father. That is such an important point. Many people like songs that make them feel good. That's not what he's talking about here. Many people like to sing songs that simply confirm how they're feeling. Oh, it's so hard. Let's sing songs of misery. That's not here. That's not here. Now, that, this is going to be tough. I know, you know, you know, email one of the other guys. I have no time for this stuff. But, but, but that is just no more than self-centered 
man-centered, non-worship that is not glorifying to God and that is not building up the body of Christ. That's not what's going on. You know, that type of singing, that type of music, which is on contemporary Christian radio, that actually feeds the complaining, life is so hard, ungrateful hearts that so many of God's people have today. I'm not dismissing hard times. I am dismissing ingratitude. I'm not dismissing serious issues. I'm dismissing making relief from symptoms being more important to you than God, being more important to you than actual worship. And here's the thing. As long as we're on the subject of being brutally honest, to be honest, you can find that kind of talk, you can find that kind of thinking at the bar with a bunch of people drunk with wine. If you want to just sit around and commiserate with everyone how miserable life is, how awful life is, then go to the bar. That is not being filled with the Holy Spirit. That is not being filled with the joy of the Lord. Every Sunday, one dozen, two dozen, three dozen people say to me, if you're new here tonight, I have this weird jacked up neurological thing going on. And they say to me, I'm so sorry you're not feeling well. And I always say this, but I'm going to heaven. <laughs> That's my answer. That's my answer. That, you say, how do you cope? I'm going to heaven. That's fine. I go to doctors. My thing, they have put people on suicide watch for what I have. I'm off suicide watch. They're like, they're like, this dude is a nut job. They're like, how do you cope? I go, I'm going to heaven. They go, no, seriously. I go, no, seriously. Seriously. Now, I will admit it's not always easy with today's Christian music scene. A lot of today's Christian music scene is more spectator-driven than corporate worship-driven. I used to sing in my car when I listened to the radio. I can't do it anymore. It's hard to sing for people who don't have a good voice. And even people who I know who have good voices will tell me that, that, it's, that it's hard to stay with, that it's hard to follow, that, that all of, the, all of the, the phraseology makes it difficult and, and, you know, and, and all of the runs in the middle of the songs and stuff like this. Now, you're saying, you're sounding really old, Pastor Jim. I actually like the music better now. But the inability or the lack of singability of a lot of contemporary music actually grieves me because we are to be grateful people singing and speaking to God and one another with spiritual songs and spiritual words. See, I think we forget, and, and you can tell we forget by the, by the, the way people kind of walk into church a lot of times on Sunday. I think we forget that music and singing is part of the mission. I think we forget that it's a way that God fills us with his spirit. Again, a way we instruct one another. And it's a way that, that unbelieving people will come in and go, what is up with these people? You know, Paul told the Corinthians, we want people to come into church, see God's people worshiping, hear the word of God and fall down on their face and say, God, save me, I am a sinner. 
And so our worship and our, our singing portion of the service is, is not just personal. It's not just what, what I like or what I want. We are singing to God and we are preaching to people. And as we do, the people of God are filled with the Holy Spirit. And as we do, the unbelieving people are confronted by the Spirit of God. After saying we are to speak to one another with psalms, we are to sing and make music to the Lord, we are always to give thanks to God, he says, number four, verse 21, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Another version says we are to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. In other words, we are one. We are to be on the same page. We are to be about the mission. We are, we are to be about putting others first and letting others, serving others and letting others serve us. And some of us are great at letting others serve us. My wife says I am the world's worst at that. I'm trying as hard as I can. And some of us are the worst at serving others. But we have to be good at both. This verse has to do with being wise and unwise. He is still on this subject. He is saying, be careful how we walk in how we treat one another. We are to submit to one another. Next week, he's going to take it into marriage. Very interesting. Before using the S word, submission, in the home, he uses it in the church. And this is just my own opinion. You can discard it if you want. You won't hurt my feelings. Perhaps this verse right here and what we will be getting to in the middle of November in Matthew 18 are the most violated principles in the word of God in the entirety of the church, of the Bible-believing church. This, this failure to submit to one another. In Matthew 18, it's the failure to talk to the person who has offended you. Oh, I'm leaving that church. That guy offended me. That is sinful, and the sin's on you now. And, and I hope that I can talk as calmly as possible, and I hope that God thunders everybody so they're shaking in their boots when they leave here. Uh, that's, I'm already praying for that. So we don't become that, or people that are that repent of that. And so people do not do this. The problem in the American church is we are too individualistic. We are, we, it's all about me and my personal relationship with Jesus Christ when these are letters to congregations. This is how to live congregational life. Now, admittedly, some people just can't be spoken to. This can't, can't tell them anything. But you got to try. The reason they can't be spoken to, you know why? Because they refuse this command. They refuse this command. John Stott wrote this. But the Holy Spirit is a humble spirit. And those who are truly filled with him always display the meekness and gentleness of Christ. It is one of their most evident characteristics that they submit 
to one another. So the constantly difficult, it must be my way person, is not led of the Holy Spirit, is not filled with the Holy Spirit. Now the word submit actually means to arrange yourself under, like in the army. But here it's important. It doesn't mean we don't have roles. It doesn't mean we don't have leaders. But here it means, and, and this is important, we are submit to one another in the church. So, so what does that mean if you're a leader? Well, we'll pick on the leaders first. You are commanded not to lord it over people, but you are commanded to submit to people and to serve people. That's what leaders are. We follow after the ultimate servant leader, Jesus Christ the righteous. And that's what leaders are to do. And the reverse is true as well. When you have a leader, we are to submit to the leader. So we are to all submit to one another. Spirit-filled leadership. Now this is an amazing thing. When I spoke to the teenagers the other night, I got emails from parents because some of them said, my kid wants to start serving in the church. What did you tell them? I said, them, said to them that every servant in our church is a leader, every single one of them. So they are a leader with authority under another leader. And so we are learning how to lead with authority while under authority because we will always, no matter how high up in the food chain you think you go, we will always be under the leader, the Lord Jesus Christ. So I said to these young people, you want to learn how to be a leader? Start serving in the church. Be a leader of people in the church while you're under the authority of a leader. And when you're under the authority of a good leader, you say, that's what I'm going to be. When you're under the authority of a bad leader, you say, that's not what I'm going to be. And they're like, that makes sense. Grown-ups go, what's he talking about? <laughs> and, and, so, and so we are to submit to, to one another. Spirit-filled leadership involves humility. And ultimately, as we'll see big time in the next section, demonstrated by the Lord Jesus Christ, God become a man and dying on the cross. And so next week, the Apostle Paul will bring this into our homes. Don't be a coward. We're going to go through the controversial and often mistaught wives submit to their husbands. Notice what the Apostle Paul attaches to this submit to one another in the fear of God. We are to exhibit a mutual submission to one another out of and in the fear, awe, and reverence of the Most High God, whether we feel it or not, whether we're in the mood or not. And we do this because in doing so, we submit to Christ. Yet, sadly, so many Christians are unable to submit and they wonder why they are miserable. And God's like, because I'm giving you a primary command 
that, that, that you will not, some people will do anything unless somebody tells them to do it. That's just the way it is. And people say, oh, I, well, I want to be the boss of my company. Oh, and people aren't going to tell you what to do? Are you kidding? Your customers are going to tell you what to do all day long. And they think just because they pay you, they can treat you like garbage. So being the boss is, is, is no day at the beach for anybody. And so many people lack the joy of the Christian life. Why? Because they come into church, but because they don't submit, some of them, you know what they're doing? They're singing, but they're not worshiping. They're singing, they're honoring the Lord with their lips, but their hearts, they're far from him. They lack the ability to submit to others. Why? Because they are not filled with the Spirit. And because they are not filled with the Spirit, they lack the ability to submit to others. And because they lack the ability to submit with others, they're not filled with the Spirit. So God fills you. What's our job? To get off the treadmill of not being willing to submit to others. In fact, I would say that this is key to following the commands of the Bible. This is key to living like the people of God. As people, I remember that term we, we covered a couple weeks ago or a week or two ago, of those who have learned Christ. The Christian life is characterized by Holy Spirit-filled people walking in the way of Jesus by the Spirit and in the power of the Spirit according to the Word of God and those are signs of people that are filled with the Spirit. Not being drunk with the Holy Spirit. Do you ever hear people talking about that stuff? He's, he's not, he's, he's comparing the two. He's, he's, not, he's not saying this is a different way to be drunk. This is not some individual experience he's talking about here, although we do have individual experiences with God. He's talking about the community of the people of God, the community of people whose lives are so given over to the leading of the Holy Spirit that it is obvious in the way they live and the way they interact. In other words, the effects of the Holy Spirit or the filling of the Holy Spirit are as obvious as the effects of alcohol has on a person in the sense of it turns you into a different person. Just like alcohol turns you into a different person, so the filling of the Spirit will turn you into a different person. So we are, are not full of the Spirit like we fill ourselves up with wine. We are to allow ourselves to be filled with the Spirit's presence by the Holy Spirit, we come to know Christ more deeply and reflect him to one another and our relationship to one another and our relationship to God will thrive. Again, it's, I, I want to make sure you get this because I know some of you have been taught this. It's not that we're commanded to be drunk in the Spirit, but that our lives and our worship give evidence that the Holy Spirit is filling us. Notice again, the Trinitarian teaching and the Christology of the Apostle Paul talking about the Father, the Son, and the Spirit and equating Jesus Christ with God himself. The people of God give thanks to God the Father 
for all the blessings that we have in Christ that comes to us through the person and power of the Holy Spirit to anyone who turns to God and puts their trust in Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Change by Love, the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire here at Changed by Love is simply to bring you the life-changing message of Jesus Christ by teaching you the Bible in a simple, easy-to-follow way. With that being said, we try to put our messages into as many people's hands as possible for a very low cost and often free of charge to anyone who contacts us. Did you know that all of our messages can be found for free on our website? Changedbyloveradio.com That's changedbyloveradio.com Please check out our website and hit the Contact Us button to tell us something about yourself or to request a CD copy of a message. Here at Changed by Love, we depend on the grace of God as well as the generosity and prayers of our loyal listeners. So thank you to all of you who are prayerfully and financially supporting our program. We would love to hear from you and pray that you drop us a card or a letter to Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. And don't forget to contact our friends at this radio station and tell them you are being blessed by Changed by Love. It would be a great encouragement to them. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you'll make plans to join us again next time, right here on this station, for more practical Bible teaching through God's Word with Pastor Jim Kevney, passionately proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ to a world that needs to hear.